She had gardened since she was a girl. Her company was known to the sun, the western wind, the lilac in spring. The perfection of snowflakes was for her to lay and surrender to her gaze and glisten on the hill. Workers could dig harshly, suffuse a hole with life, and go home. She stayed. Daughter of the moonbeams and the wind arcing water, she raced behind the oldest trees when travelers wandered near. She whispered into the lichen walls of hillside caves where echoes of wood and stream grumbled. In caves where soil had never seen sunlight, she would rest when they hunted her. Their towers mounted higher on the fringes of her world. Their scouts came looking with greater frequency, more efficient rapidity. They cut the secrets of the forest and dragged them between plaster walls and polyvinyl floors to serve as notes of excuse for their actions. Varieties were growing here which they could not replicate indoors. She wanted to protect her things, the mossy logs by the side of the water, the scamperers which used wide-strewn caves, the seeds which the birds carried to mingle in new leafy patches. But before the city breathed and belched, it spilled oil, it dumped junk, sent its scouts, men who sought to make foothold homes within the sanctity of the forest. That was how it started. The oleander, the willow, the nettle between beacons of asphodel, they were defended when she used a bramble hook to slit the throat of a surveyor, and defended again when she used a surveyor's pocket knife to slit the throat of a contractor. Their bodies she dared to return to the city in one of their own garbage dumps on the outskirts. Let them think the taker of their lives was one like them. Let them tap a world other than hers, Halla of the Hills.